Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Amy Bender. Dr. Bender is the Director of Clinical Sleep Science at Cerebro, a sleep health technology startup and an adjunct assistant professor of kinesiology at the University of Calgary. Dr. Bender received her PhD and Master's of Science degrees in experimental psychology from Washington State University, and she specializes in sleep EEG. This is the second episode with Dr. Bender, and it was awesome because we hit some hot button issues. We talked about what's more important, sleep quantity or sleep quality? How does your perception of sleep impact your daytime performance? And we got into wearable devices, and I don't want to spoil it for you, but this is a big one for me. Are these devices accurate? And are they accurately tracking and reporting things like your REM and deep sleep? And what information should we actually be paying attention to? This is an excellent episode for anyone that wants to cut through the junk out there when it comes to sleep and sleep tracking. So if you know of someone that loves to track their sleep, this may be a good episode to share with them. But before we dive in, please take a moment to join my newsletter because every Friday, I'm going to send you out actionable recommendations for your mind, body, and recovery in a quick email that includes new findings in the scientific literature or things I've learned as a performance practitioner that I think could make a big impact in how you look, feel, and perform. You can sign up for the newsletter by going to www.ericquorum.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Dr. Bender, is it more important to have adequate sleep duration, let's say seven to nine hours, or to feel great, like you thought your sleep was fantastic? Like, what should we be aiming for? Mm. Well, I mean, I think people need to aim for that minimum seven hours. So an adult needs between seven and nine hours of sleep per night. So that's important. But quality does play a role as well. So if I tell you to get 10 hours of sleep and you have an underlying sleep disorder, there's going to be a problem there. So it's not just about quantity. It's also about quality. And there's also some evidence to show, you know, how you feel about your sleep can then impact your mood, your performance. So for example, if you have a wearable device, which I do myself, and I'm immediately going, wake up in the morning, want to go see what my feedback is without even really kind of thinking about it and taking that data as the truth, there could be a negative impact of that. So you could be setting yourself up for a, man, I woke up feeling great this morning, but this thing tells me that my sleep was terrible and my day is going to suck. And so now my day is going to suck, right? Yes. There's been, (laughs) I think, a few studies related to that. So there was one where they, there was a condition where they told participants that they got more REM sleep than they actually did. And then in the other condition, they told them they got less REM sleep than they actually did. And when they received that negative feedback, they actually found effects on performance. So those people ended up performing worse on cognitive tasks, got that negative feedback. And personally, the way I I think there is something to this. And personally, if I'm going to bed late, I am not looking at the clock 
So <laughs> let's say I have an important work deadline. I have an important, you know, presentation or something. And I know I'm going to be working on that. I know I'm going to be going to bed late. I purposefully do not look at the clock because I don't want to start kind of calculating in my mind. Oh, oh no, it looks like I'm only going to get five and a half hours or six hours of sleep, which I think could lead to negative uh, downstream effects the next day. Yes. Let's just address the elephant in the room here. Sleep tracker is telling you that you're getting X amount of REM sleep or slow wave sleep. To my current knowledge and understanding, the gold standard is polysomnography. And actigraphy data is, I mean, there's a significant amount of error. So how do you feel when it comes to stages of sleep? You know, the most accurate thing we can get is like sleep cessation or when we wake up. And so we know like, you know, depending on the device, 15 to 30 minutes of acting with an accurate measure of time. What do you think about reporting out of these devices on slow wave sleep and REM sleep? Is there new research showing it's pretty accurate? The current research is showing that it is not accurate when it okay. comes to sleep stages. It is accurate, though, when it comes to total sleep time across right. you know, the duration. It's relatively accurate when it comes to sleep onset latency, for example. Mm -hmm. Although many times my device will say I'm getting, you know, I fall asleep and two minutes or whatever, which I don't believe. So I think they are useful in that sense that they can give you a good estimation of how much sleep you're getting across time. Polysomnography is, is not very uh, accommodating to do long-term. Now, right. my, my company at Cerebra, we're actually working at partnering someone with doing in-ear EEG. So still being able to have kind of a comfortable setup, not having to do a full EEG setup, uh, EOG, you know, looking at eye movements, EMG, muscle activity, which we currently have to do with our system. But to develop more of a consumer device that is still getting accurate information with EEG but in more of a comfortable mode per se. And so I think I'm really excited about that. But I think the key is not just giving you the information, but what do you do with this information? And I think that's where wearables are lacking right now. Mm -hmm. There's um, information, but there's no insight into how my lifestyle factors are impacting my sleep quality. I Thank think goodness I have a company called AIM7, which is going to be solving all of this. So did you know that? I, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's my company, AIM7. We're actually rolling the product out here soon. It's exactly what do you do with these wearables to personalize recommendations for your mind, body, and recovery. So you're 100% right. Data without insight is completely useless. And so what frustrates me is, you have all these consumers out there that are getting these, like, look, I wear an aura ring. Okay. Great device. But for it to tell me I'm getting X amount of slow wave sleep and REM sleep. And then people are stressing about this. Like, it's so funny. One of these companies sent out an email and it was like, how do you get more REM sleep? And I'm like, Oh, I got to see this one. <laughs> you know what it said? It just said, get more sleep, which is exactly what you should do because you know, you have these cycles of anyways, it's kind of a sham. And I'm really interested to see, you know, Apple's a very reputable company and they're making this shift towards healthcare, but now they have this new 
they're reporting on sleep stages. So I'm interested to see the papers that come out because if anybody has the money to put into the algorithms, because there is going to be an AI that's going to be able to get it close enough within 90% accuracy. So I'm just interested. I just think people are worried about the wrong thing. So anyways, back to you. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing to myself because at one point, I know Apple just released the sleep staging and um, I saw something online. I think one of my coworkers sent it to me. It said that their sleep efficiency was 110%. Oh, yeah, and 110. Like, that is not even possible. <laughs> like, sleep efficiency is the amount of sleep you get versus the amount of time that you're in bed. And you can't have more sleep than the amount of time in bed. So I was just kind of laughing to myself. It's kind of like your coach going, give 110%. You're like, well, there's only 100% to give. Uh, I'm just, anyways, it's just fascinating to me that people are bold enough to report on something that is really kind of a lie. Yeah, you know, and and I will say that like just like you said, I think these algorithms are going to get better and there's actually I think one coming out from Aura Ring. Yes. From Marco Altini, I think that's Yeah. It. Yes, uh, he's with Elite HRV. Yes. So it's going to get better and it is going to maybe potentially accurately grab your sleep stages just like it would if you were using polysomnography. However, I don't know that these sleep stages are enough to then link that with daytime performance. So just because it, my wearable is giving me the most accurate sleep stage data possible, the connection with daytime performance and daytime functioning has yet to be, you know, there's a lot more to be desired there. And so for some of the research that we're doing, we're actually using different metrics of sleep quality, like odds ratio product that have been linked with daytime performance, daytime functioning. So just because we might get more accurate sleep staging, I think there's a big leap to how that then impacts our daytime functioning and our daytime performance. 100%. I'm so glad that we were able to talk about this because for those of you out there with wearable devices, in my opinion, focus on how much sleep you get, focus on how you feel. But in our previous conversation, you know, align yourself with your chronotype and forget about the sleep stages. Like, You're not going to do some magical trick during the day to get more deep sleep. There are some techniques people do with sound impulses I've heard about, but I'm just like, nobody's going to rig their room for this. You know, there's much bigger biological rocks we can turn over, which is what we're going to talk about in our next conversation, which is how to create the conditions for restful and fulfilling sleep. Sounds good. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you learned something, would you please consider supporting the show by leaving us a comment and review in the Apple Podcast app? Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.